accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to revisiting the classic 90s series, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Belle. Belle! Man, how are you doing tonight? Not going to talk about it. Let's just talk about the show. Let's, let's just talk about the show. That's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to take a break from, from reality, and we're going to talk about uh, uh, fiction. Because you know what? Fiction allows a break from reality. And, and you know what? Sometimes, in the midst of everything, you just need to take a break from reality. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that reality is not important. But if you, if you over, overdo the reality, as we have learned from many uh, 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 Grandma Esther's eggnog-induced Christmases of the past... You get reality hangovers, and so sometimes you need a you need a break. You need to take a breather, and you know what? That's what Flash TV Talk is for you right now. Don't know when you're listening to this. Don't know what this means to you right now, but hopefully it means a little bit of a respite. I don't know. Maybe you're listening like <laughs> 200 years in the future, and you're like, what on earth they talk about? Don't don't worry about it. Okay, you're you're 200 years in the future. Don't even worry about it. We yeah, right now are talking. Don't look up 2020 and early yeah, 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early 2021 <laughs> as well. Just, 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 just bypass it. Isn't like, isn't that a Futurama thing? There was a Futurama uh, uh, time travel to twenty twenty is restricted. No, I don't know, but it makes sense. Yeah, I think that was a thing. But anyway, regardless, we're in twenty twenty one now. Uh, doesn't feel that much different, but that's okay. We are diving into the nineties, man. We are taking it all the way back in time, going revisiting the classic nineties series of the Flash. Uh, as of right now, now there have been you know some uh, some rumors flying around with uh the the next season of the flash the way that they will be uh approaching uh some of the storylines some of the uh, proposed villains and things we can look forward to some exciting news to be honest but we're not talking about that this week we we're we're gonna we're gonna be uh stepping in line with the classic 90s series and let me be very clear about why we're doing that because we're still in a time of uncertainty which means that we still don't quite know exactly what is down the line with the 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 modern series of the flash will it come back probably when honestly nobody knows and anybody i don't care if they're a podcaster or a youtuber or even the showrunners of the show they don't know they just don't know when we can expect consistent content and so we're gonna we're gonna tell you the hard truth and that hard truth is we don't know when that show is coming back but we do know a show that was amazing that we are uncovering uh, and that is the flash of the 90s uh, earth 90 as it has been canonized within the dc tv multiverse and uh, yeah, after uh, after some uh, some eggnog and some Wonder Woman, we are right back at it. Bell, I am super stoked to be diving into this episode. You ready for this? Yeah, but you know, I, I have some uh, some breaking news from a source that I will not name, and it's probably not real. That tells me that everything is going to uh, come back on time, and there are no delays whatsoever. No, stop! Stop this! Why are you doing this, man? This, this is not true. <laughs> Why would you do this? No, no, don't listen to Bell. I'm, I'm, pret- I'm pretending to be those really bad like Facebook posts and Twitter personalities who claim they have inside information and it's total garbage. Right, exactly. Um, that's that's pretty good. You know, we should. <laughs> oh my gosh, man, we should do an April Fool's episode where we just give like just terrible <laughs> spoilers. Uh, we've got a leaked script uh, for uh, the the uh, season. Uh, actually, the season nine. Uh, episode <laughs> pilot. Um, this is uh, this has been vetted, and it's it's probably not true, uh, but it also could be true. And so we're going to read you the entire thing. No, we, yeah, we got to, but well, we got to start grounded, right? Stuff that's that's plausible, right? And then just keep going until it's like, yeah. And then Gorilla Grodd becomes president, and he and King Shark, uh, like you know, blow up the moon. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, we actually, do you remember we did that one April Fool's joke where uh, one year where you wrote an episode of The Flash? Oh, yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah. That was good. We actually got some legit because we, you made it so good. Like you made it look legit. And people were actually <laughs> like, Bell got, he, the, the writers actually hooked him up. Like he actually did this. Like this was, it's, we, we got some people with that one. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. All right. Well, it's not. We're we're in January, so we got we got a ways to go. So why don't we uh, we'll we'll punt the April Fool's joke. We'll we'll have some fun with that when the time comes. But for now, let's have some fun with time that has come by with the classic '90s series, The Flash. Let's jump into the rundown. The rundown. Episode six of season one: Sins of the Father. Bell, what happened this episode? A bank robber escapes from prison. He goes back to Central City to get his money and revenge on the cop who busted him, Henry Allen, Barry's father. Dun dun dun. I will say this: like this is a really fun episode. Like there, there's a lot going on in this episode. It is a very character-driven episode. There's a lot of emotion. Um, you know, one of the things that we talked about in the and before on this series is that a lot of these episodes get. All right, I'm going to I'm going to use this language and I know it's negative, but I'm going to use it and then I'm going to try to justify it. And that is that it gets a little bogged down in the minutia of the details of every single episode. Is that I mean is that fair to say? I mean, I don't know. It, it seems like they 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 dump a lot of plot, but they don't really go into it in some like cuz I think there there's been a couple episodes where it's like, you know, they they set these things up and they talk about them and like it, it's kind of a blink and you miss it sort of thing. I want to say there's a couple where um, I had caught some stuff that you didn't and vice versa. They, I, they don't I, I kind of feel like everything they exposition this thing to, to, to hell and back, man. Like it, 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 like not again, not in this episode, but just like as a general theme, we typically get like tons of side characters who I'm getting the sense we will never see again, like maybe a few of them. But like, like all of these characters with all of this backstory and like all of this lore, which surprisingly, surprisingly, Bell, do not have much connection with the comics, which I am finding to be wild. We're getting some very interesting kind of characters and some very interesting concepts and storylines that it, it's, it, I find it fascinating that the level of detail that is being placed here is not based on the comics, but I, what I find more interesting is that it has not been mined for the comics or the newer series since. We've get like names, dates, locations, relationships. Like there is tons of like lore and world building that is being done here in this first and only season of this 90s series. And yet it it kind of exists in a bubble. Even in uh you know it, it's it's even kind of rare honestly that we get references to the classic series, like I, I see, I see exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, they, they they build these episodes kind of from the ground up in this in this bubble in this vacuum, and none of it seems to carry forward except for this episode, which I I I, I kind of like. It makes it makes each individual episode kind of feel standalone almost. Yeah, like a, like a little mini movie. Yeah, like because you know the pilot was a mini movie, and um, I mean, true. it was technically a feature length. I mean, it was an hour and a half. Um, so yeah, it was big. But but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like that. It's it's really neat. Yes, it, it is sort of you know frustrating as a as a fan of the Flash comics and stuff not to see more tie-ins with the comics, and and also as a fan of the new series not to see any of this, you know, other than like main characters like Tina McGee and and things like that kind of uh, you know make their way over. Um, <laughs> well, well, I mean, like, okay, you know, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, but I mean, I think it works for the stories. I think it makes the stories 
deep and interesting and um you know maybe maybe there were plans to bring back some of these characters because yeah it's like every episode there's like 15 new characters and they all tie into the to the to the singular storyline of that episode and i don't know it's everything everything seems to be kind of uh uh tied up at the end there's not too many loose ends um on on these episodes but you know yeah i i don't know i think it's interesting i kind of like it but i see what you're saying yeah well, okay, so I, uh, so recently, and and if you follow me on Twitter, you may have, have noticed from time to time I reference. I've been trying to to dabble a little bit in in writing. Um, I you know I wrote a play. Uh, it it didn't pan out because you know we had this whole apocalypse thing we've been dealing with last year, and um uh, and so in the meantime I've been trying to figure out like well let me let me try you know maybe short stories or or maybe there's a book here or something like that. And uh, I've I've tried like a completely different universe, a completely different storyline, and that sort of thing. And I have gotten really bogged down into the world of like, well, into into world building in general, like to the point where like you go into like you know this this history and this like the religions and like all of these different like sects that are not actually like like uh, you know tied to the actual story, like like tribes that you would never actually even engage with because they are like so far from removed from the actual story why on earth do they even exist? Like I almost kind of feel like there was that world building disease that was kind of running rampant in the writer's room of the flash 90 series. And I respect it. I really do respect it. Like you treat, there is something to be said about treating every single side character as if they are like the main character in their own story. And that you, you get that in the series. It's dense. It's got that, you know, it's got that full feeling. The nice thing though, you know, that that's been the case. What I have found that I really enjoy about this episode is that they didn't really do that this episode. This was very character driven for like Barry in particular and diving into the relationship that exists between him and his dad. And what I find is that a lot of times when you really like hone in on like like one or two, maybe three characters, you really get some good stuff. Like there's some good stuff being done in this episode, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a, I mean, especially between Barry and his dad, like, there, it feels like that uh, tension and whatnot is resolved now, like, they've actually kind of, you know, brought it to a head and addressed it, which was, which was really interesting to see, I didn't think that'd be something that, you know, I figured that might just be the trope that continues on to kind of bring um, drama into the relationship between Barry and his dad, and, and they, they tie it up, and they, you know, make it work, it's, 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 it was kind of, refreshing so the episode is called sins of the father and i mean like you know fatherhood and kind of that dynamic between father and son um i mean you could kind of broaden that out to father and child maybe even parent and child i mean it's very much on display here i I, you know it's it's wild to me because you know when we watch back this show you have to put on these kind of goggles of what it would be like to be our age in 1990 and watching this through the context that is it is presented. We've we've referenced this before, and I think this plays out in a number of ways in this episode. Like, you know, I, I think in many, many respects, the 90s series would not work in the modern era for a lot of different reasons. And I think that it's, I mean, obviously, you know, you can make the argument it didn't work for the the era it was in. Otherwise, we would have had more than one season, <laughs> right? But, but that notwithstanding, like there's just a lot of 
uh, you know, this dynamic between Barry and his dad, we, we were introduced in the pilot episode to Barry, to Jay, to Henry. These are older dudes. Like this is, this is a much older, you know, Jay in particular, he's a silver Fox. He's got the gray hair. He's the older brother character, which on most sitcoms is not going to be that old. That's typically like the parent character or the uncle character, as opposed to the brother character. Um, so there is kind of a, an older and like adult demographic that is being spoken to in this. And that plays directly into the relationship that you see between father and son. We've got a situation where the father is uncomfortable saying, I love you to his son. Like there's even that scene where he's like, you know what I'm trying to say here, right? Kid? You know. And I mean, that was very tropey of that era, especially for folks of that age demographic in that era. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I, I like your impression there. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And Bell, I'm about to ask you like a super personal question on the podcast. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. Did your dad tell you he loved you? Yeah. Yeah. Mine did too. All the time. And I tell my kids I love them all the time. Like that's the thing. Like I think that that's the, like for us, we were brought up by the Barry Allens. If it like the, the, the Barry Allens that existed then who dealt with the Henry Allens then raised us right are you, are you tracking with what i'm saying here uh yes with with one exception my, my parents are boomers um well, okay fair enough fair enough. well i mean you just you know then your dad's just a good dad but the point is though that like he was there was a generation like this was a thing we we are old enough to know this and actually probably younger listeners might not even be aware of this but like there's a whole generation of especially the kind of men that were raised by men that didn't feel comfortable telling them that they loved them. Like the whole, like my dad never told me, told me he loved me. Tony Stark uh, uh, even says that I think in uh, Iron Man two, right. He referencing his relationship with uh, Howard. Uh, and so like, you know, this, this there's, we were raised you and I, in terms of our generation, maybe not you and I personally, but you and I, in terms of our generation, we were raised by kind of a group of men that, came into fatherhood with a lot of baggage from their own dynamics with their fathers. Um, ideally correcting course and failing in other ways. I mean, that's just the reality. Like we, we correct course from our parents, but we fail in new ways and our kids will correct course from us and they'll fail in new ways. That's just, as a, it's a circle of life. That's just how it works. Right. Yeah. It's a wheel. Uh, right. But so ultimately, <laughs> wait, what? Hang on. What? That's, that's the next line of the song. The Wheel of Fortune. It's a wheel of fortune. You know? No! <laughs> That's not it? No! What is it? From the day we arrive on the planet and blinking step into the sun, there's more to be seen, more to do that's ever been done. I, I can't remember uh, that. That's not right. Oh, I, I could have. I'm really bad about song lyrics. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. It's the circle of life, and it moves us on through despair and hope, through faith and love, till we find a place on the path The circle of life. I, I could have sworn, like, you know, it's a circle of life. It's a wheel of fortune. It's a leap of faith. How dare you? No, no. Leap of faith. That was into the Spider-Verse. That was years later. Come on, man. 
I wow no. The, okay, th- this, no, that's this, it. It's no, a circle this, of life. This, this, this is song. a Mandela moment. This is a Mandela moment. Is anybody else? Oh my! You know, it's a circle of life. It's a wheel of fortune. It's a leap of faith. It's a, it's it's something something something. And then you know, there's another song like that that I was thinking of the other day that was kind of like, uh, but I you know, this is a tangent. We need to get back on track. We're way off. <laughs> And Mike, like our, our our editor, Mike is like is is freaking out right now. He's like he's like, why why would you do that? Now I've got to either now I've got to make the hard decision of putting music under that or letting you sound terrible. And honestly, I'm cool either way. Whatever he feels comfortable with. If I just did that without music, that's fine. That's fine. And if yeah. he figured out a way to make me sound incredible, then that's all on him. Shout, shout out to Mike. Uh, no, but <laughs> the point is, man, that you've got father son dynamic uh, all over this episode. And that tension that exists there is something that I think for many of us, not universally, but for many of us in our generation watching now and possibly for younger listeners, again, that's a different generational dis- uh, 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 a barrier there. But it's probably something that we can't necessarily relate to, at least not to that extent. But but I don't know. Maybe maybe your mileage may vary. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, yeah, because, you know, tech. well, I, I guess, yeah, because my sister's 10 years older than I am. So I don't know if they, uh, you know, figured out what they were going to do different with my brother and I in that decade or, um, or, or what. But, yeah, it's it's probably different for a lot of people because, you know. Everybody has different experiences, you know. I don't know. That's, yeah. uh, I mean, like, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I guess, I'm just thinking kind of on a broad standpoint. Like, you know, uh, there's, you know, one of the things that we're kind of introduced to early on in the series is that there is this wedge between Henry Allen and his son, right? Like, oh, he's not a real cop. He's out there doing science. Science isn't cop work. Cop work is going and beating skulls and hunting down human beings and shooting them like we're going to do later in this episode. Extrajudicially we'll executing people. That's what cops do. <laughs> Becoming murderers, which we've got to both do before the end of this episode. But, you know, we're going to talk about that later. No, but, like, that's the thing, right? There's this wedge that's here that exists between these these two men. And uh, and it is, like, you know, Jay was the standard cop. It, like, he was the cop that uh, that era cops would kind of hold up. Um, you almost kind of get the sense that, like, you know, you even saw it with uh, with with Henry and his buddy when they were kind of engaging with Julio and, and Barry. They're like, oh, let's let the, the science nerds do their thing while we go off and drink beers and talk about real cop stuff and rough up civilians. Yeah, that's that <laughs> stuff. That's the stuff, man. Yeah. No, I mean, like it, it, there's a generational aspect of this. Like this might be if I'm being totally honest, despite all the problematic natures that I'm sure we'll get into here. Like this might be my favorite episode of the series thus far because of those character moments, because you actually get a chance to see some pain that exists between these two. And you also get a chance to see some growth. I was worried that as we kind of built to that, that, you know, uh, oh, my dad really respects the flash, but hates me. You know, I was worried, man, that there was going to be a situation where we were going to walk away from this episode with the notion that Henry respects the Flash but hates Barry, right? It's that it's that twist on the Lois Lane Clark Kent trope, right? She loves Superman, but she hates Clark Kent. Yeah, and I'm glad they didn't go with that. I am super glad they didn't go with that. I thought it was really, it, it landed on a nice pseudo-redemptive note, honestly, for Henry, who, all right, let, let's just address this, like... I mean, like, not not exactly the most like, imp- like ideal cop person, right? No, he's kind of a personification of everything that's wrong with police work. That, that's exactly right. He, he's like <laughs> literally the poster child for everything wrong with police. 
like, you know, with no disrespect to our boys in blue or anything like that. I'm just saying when people talk about the problem, like he's the problem. Like Henry yeah. Allen is the problem. When they talk about, you know, bad apples and stuff like that, he is the bad apple. <laughs> he's the bad apple. Exactly. That is exactly correct. And it's just one of those things where, you know, again, it's of the era. And so, you know, there's a notion that we get here, which is Barry as the Flash and Henry is kind of the old cop going back on the crime to catch the one that got away. Like there's a Dick Tracy. I mean, I've made that comparison before, but there's this kind of classic era of comics that I feel like that's kind of tapping on. But we are right here at the beginning of the 90s. This is a new era. This is a new time. There's a new dynamic that exists between fathers and sons, between uh, even police and the law, like in the justice system, and, and or theoretically anyway. And, you know, I mean, like we do get some of those kind of classic, iconic uh, themes that you see in, I mean, I almost want, kind of want to call it cop fantasy, right? Like cop and, and, you know, bad guys and robbers. We get the whole chain gang working on the the side of the road right when hicks finally uh breaks free yeah it's very cool hand luke very cool hand luke great comparison um hicks man i thought for sure this would be a character and i'll go ahead and just you know spill all the beans here we we got we got nothing in terms of like comic connections here like i, I was <laughs> i thought for sure this would be somebody that was important but no he's just some dude just some dude it was like he's just some dude now not just some dude to henry and certainly not to the allen family but uh, not no comic book connection here. He just he just sprung from the Chang Chang gang and uh, killed a cop. And uh, you know, the cop's partner's like, "My gosh, he's dead!" You know, like you would say when you find when you you know your buddy's <laughs> lying dead next to you. And uh, and yeah, so Hicks Hicks is like you know he's like the Joker, right? Like he's Henry Allen's personal Joker, the the one like the one villain that I locked up, but I should have gone further. And then he wouldn't have got my buddy Pete. Yeah, it, yeah. What, 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 there, there's like, I don't know, it's very tropey, you know? It's, uh, and, and it works in like an imaginary world where everything is black and white and there's good people and there's bad people and the bad people deserve everything that comes to them and the good people are arbiters of justice and stuff. Like it works in that kind of like tropey sort of scenario. But um, that's not the real world. <laughs> so it's kind of problematic. Just a little. Bit. Yeah. Well, and even in this, right? Like, I feel like they kind of confront that the problems of Henry Allen. Like, he has to really come to terms with himself through this. Like, you know, he gets his buddy and he's like, ah, you know, he got you in the leg, but now we're going to team up. We're going to cowboy it up. We're going to find this guy. And he pulls like all of these people. He, he brings down upon his his friends, his house, uh, the vengeance of of the situation. Like, you know, I, I was even thinking early on that whole like, yeah, I'm getting too old for this issue. You know, like like I was <laughs> expecting that line. And I mean, I guess we did technically get it near the end. But I was thinking when these two dudes and I mean, again, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> not to not, not, hey, look, we, we all got a couple extra pounds. We've been in quarantine and all that kind of stuff. But uh, Henry Allen's no spring chicken. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> like he's going to be the guy that brings him to justice. Really? Yeah, probably not. I'm, I'm going to go. With, no, with no. No, he would. He commented on Barry's like, "Oh, he's overeating. It's like going to his head." And I'm like, "Dude, you you looked in a mirror lately, Henry? <laughs> yeah. Like, like you even know what kind of shoes you're wearing right now? Like, like, like you know, <laughs> honest to God, if someone had to tell you, if someone told you that you were wearing two different shoes, would you have any way of verifying that information? Yeah, I mean, how do, how do you how, like how do you know if your if your pants are zipped up, bro? I mean, come that's on. I, <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. All right. That's, that's enough of that. I'm just saying that he, like, like he brought it upon himself. He's out here commented on Barry. 
uh, which I mean, God love him. I mean, I think that the the Flash, one of the best parts, one of the best parts about being the Flash is that like super metabolism. <laughs> like I would take that in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, that would be that would be. We do get that great uh, sequence in this. I mean, we we continue to see Barry utilizing his powers to do kind of home chores, which I mean, honestly. Is kind of one of the best uses of the special effects slash superpower, right? Especially in this era, the <laughs> the cleaning the dining room table. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. that's that's great. Like, <laughs> again, yet, yet another, like yet, you- well, yet again, like another example of, of 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 John Wesley Ship actually having to clean an entire dining room table. <laughs> like, I bet that was his thing. Up. Like, season two. He was going to be ready, man, like contractually, like you've got to get a body double to do these chores. Like, like I'm not going <laughs> to. Like, All shots am not doing this stuff are either blurred <laughs> or they're from the shoulders down. <laughs> like, <laughs> he totally did it, too. He yeah. totally did it. Too. If today wasn't today, I would tweet him right now. We need to get some confirmation. Like, we need to know, like, like if, if he was doing his own chores, because I guarantee he was, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like. Another uh, another artifact from this era is they they get uh, you know Henry and, and Nora are are sitting there watching TV and Henry's like like hunching over the TV guide and like hey what do you want to watch tonight Nora like you know like that's what that's what it was back in the day TV guide I was saying the TV guide is is definitely a, a blast from the past yeah I mean like when was the last time you saw one of those a TV guide yeah um I remember. <laughs> This will date myself in the middle of all this. I remember Yahoo TV guide, like or Yahoo TV search or something like that. Like that's how I found out whether or not like the newest episode of Smallville was coming on. <laughs> I don't see that's the thing. I don't remember watching anything like serialized on television. I think I, I guess mean, that's like, true. If you kind of like we back in the day, you were more like uh, you watched a lot of anime. No, you Adult Swim, man. You were big on Adult Swim. Yeah, but Adult Swim is like I I just watch it. Like I I wasn't I wasn't. Watching Adult Swim to see uh, the new episode of a show, I was watching Adult Swim because of the programming block, right? So I knew, like, I would I would go and I would turn on the TV at nine o'clock and Adult Swim would be on. Well, there was no, what was the first show for you? This is uh, you know I never thought about this. What what is the first show for you that was appointment based television? The Simpsons, maybe. I mean, like we would watch that like as a family when it would come on. Yeah, but I mean, like if it was, that's not necessarily. It doesn't have that spaghetti Western thing going on. Like, so Smallville for me was like the first time that I was like, like searching, trying to figure out whether or not it was going to be a new episode or not. Like I was like watching that live every single week. And I think that was probably for me the first appointment based television show I ever watched. I, I just feel like they're all, I don't know, like they all came on at, at- for for me, it was like I watched this show at this time on this day. Well, yeah, but I mean, like it's different. So, okay, Game of Thrones, right? Game of Thrones, like, like that was like bigger than the Super Bowl for like a brief moment in time, and it was very appointment based. Like HBO in general, most of their new series, because of you know this all releases at this point, like becomes appointment based television. I think you and I came up in kind of the era of reality TV. Which for I think a, a certain demographic is reality based television. I don't think either one of us particularly fit that demographic though. You didn't. You never really watched that, right? No, I I, I didn't. I so when I heard about Survivor, I was super excited because I thought it was just going to be a bunch of people like on an island actually trying to survive, and then they played a kill the pig, spare the and and I and I was like, this is this is ridiculous. This is terrible, and um, that turned me off to reality television. Because it wasn't real. There's nothing real about it. There's nothing real about it. It was like, no, this is just this is just just wrestling, but without the wrestling part. Yeah, yeah. It's just fake. Um, okay, uh, TV guy. That's how we got off this tangent. This is gonna be the episode of tangents. Apparently, this, this is what this is. 
Yeah. No, but this was a really good episode of The Flash, man. I loved I loved the dynamic. I loved the um uh kind of the work that was done as as you know, they kind of come to terms with each other. Barry kind of has to accept who his father is. Nora obviously because of the threat uh goes down to stay with her sister, very kind of classic uh 90s era wife move. I'm going to go stay with my sister. You know, while you go into the uh the thing. Um but we do we do get a, a team up between Henry and the Flash. Now I'm talking about kind of the middle portion of this episode. This is the first time that that Henry actually gets exposed to who the Flash is to kind of not necessarily to see quote unquote his son in a certain light, but to see a hero kind of do the thing like, you know, oh, if we had a million of these guys on the force, we'd never have any crime in town. You know, like he he suddenly sees Barry in a light that he's never seen Barry before without even knowing that that's actually his son. And, you know, despite everything, that's got to be a good feeling for Barry, right? Yeah, I, I think it kind of, you know, it's 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 like a um, all the things that Barry's dad doesn't like about his cop work he sees in The Flash. And so even though he uh, Henry doesn't know that it's Barry, Barry can kind of take comfort in the fact that at least he's making his father proud anonymously. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Even if he doesn't get the credit for it, right? That's what's uh, that's what's happening. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Um, you know, I, I the the Pete is a really interesting character here in terms of Henry's uh, relationship with them. Kind of they're they're tied up in this kind of Hicks uh, storyline together. They both have been kind of impacted by him as a villain, and uh, they both kind of want a piece of him. They want to make sure that he's brought to justice. Uh, you know, in in kind of their their own way. And Pete ultimately pays the sacrifice, right? He is the one that ultimately, uh, I mean, he dies. Uh, Hicks ends up killing him and Henry feels extremely responsible for what, for what happens as, as I mean, to, to some extent he probably should. I mean, like Pete made his own decisions, but I mean, like, again, they're a little, little too old to be cowboying it up at this stage in the game. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, had he not at least, you know, wrote him in there, the guy would have been killed in his house in his sleep or something like that. So, you know, at least he got that, to kind of like mean, go probably. out on his feet or whatever. Yeah. I love that Hicks had this like notion of no more Allen cops. Like we've got like Henry Allen, Jay Allen, we've got Barry Allen. They're all kind of tied to the police force. Um, you know, Hicks is again, if, if, if told in a modern setting, we'd probably get more of a, a sympathetic story attached to him. I mean, to some extent we are like, he was, imprisoned at an extremely young age um, and kind of conditioned by the prison system from that standpoint and breaks out with this hardcore kind of vendetta against the Allen family. And, uh, and, you know, in the process, of course, you know, kills Pete uh, on his way to, uh, to get ultimately to, uh, to Henry. Um, We're told that Hicks has a bit of a cult of self around him, that everybody that he kind of comes in contact to is loyal to him, but we never actually see that play out. And this kind of gets to the point that I was making at the top of the episode, man, like, I feel like we didn't get as much development around these kind of ancillary characters. Uh, even uh, Leather Hat McGee that we we talked to uh, briefly here, who was kind of a, a, a you know a, a henchman for Hicks, uh, isn't really loyal to him. Like you know, there was like the old old salt who was like, ah, oh, yeah, Hicks. I mean, they all have the same voice because <laughs> I guess old all old cops sound the same to me. Uh, you know, they, they're like, ah, you know, everybody's loyal to him. They'll never betray him. They love him. But that, that, that's not true. That's not what we <laughs> the see. The guy shoots show. dice immediately betrays him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, ah, I don't even care about this guy. I was like, I was at a bar and he came in and he had a job. And so, yeah, go, go get him. Whatever. Just don't hurt me. <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, so we don't really get a full kind of picture of who Hicks is. Hicks exists in this to be a very kind of throwaway villain, an important throwaway villain in their their personal journeys, but not necessarily somebody who we're ever going to see again or who, to be honest, really existed before this episode despite his backstory. Yeah, and and I guess it is kind of different because we do get at least a, a tiny bit more development on these other ones. I, I presume the reason they didn't develop him is um, – or they didn't show us any of this or any of the reasons why he's so trusted is because I guess the assumption is to be made that like he made a name for himself in prison, I guess. Um, or he was, you know, that much of a bad guy before mm. he went to prison that all these people remember yeah. him. Um, huh. and, wow. and so, and yeah. so maybe that's just, that's just, you know, them, uh, the creators, you know, putting a lot on the audience to just assume those things. And I mean, you know, obviously from the actions of all these people that like, they're 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 telling and not showing, which you know can be a, a frustrating thing sometimes. But like in this situation, we don't want to spend half the episode doing backstory on Hicks because then we wouldn't have had all these good character moments with Barry and his dad. So that's you know, right, man. In yeah. in this particular instance, you know, I, I usually prefer to be you know show me instead of telling me kind of thing. But in this particular mm. instance, like, sure, tell me, yeah, oh yeah, everybody trusts. Yeah, I mean, He's it's great. fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. look at him. Look at the guy. He kills a cop yeah. in the first five seconds of the show. Obviously, he he's a he's a dude, like a bad dude, right? You know. And oh my so, gosh, he's dead. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh, I wrote that down because that's. He's like, oh my gosh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, that's, that's because that's what you would say, I guess, like to nobody in particular. <laughs> was was he just maybe he. Uh, he, he he was obviously telling the audience that the guy was dead because no, I mean he was telling us like yeah no he was that maybe that's it maybe he's like that that dude maybe that that cop was like you know uh, third eye open he was talking to us he knew that he was a character on a show yeah. <laughs> I yeah. will speak it to the universe so that the audience will be aware he's breaking the fourth uh, wall he's like you sitting there on your couch watching this right now I want you to know this guy right here my partner of twenty five years who is going to retire tomorrow <laughs> is dead and a really bad guy a really bad guy killed him and everybody respects him and he got that way because he was a really bad guy and he beat up people in prison and he's a bad guy and he's gonna have a pot roast tonight it's yeah. it's warm now but his body's cold yeah <laughs> so don't take it from me take it from my partner who's dead he's oh really my gosh dead. he's dead <laughs> All right. By the way, if you're the actor that portrayed that that uh, throwaway character, uh, come on the show. We'd love to interview you. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, all right. All right. We need to talk about this. So so Barry, after Pete dies, because Pete dies, uh, Barry goes to his dad. He's like, "Hey, we, we're gonna go get this guy." And then he like pulls out his gun, and I'm sitting here watching the Flash pull out a gun. Like, really? Yeah. Really, Barry? Yeah. We we doing this? Yeah. Like, are, really? And then Bell, and then. They go out and they're like, let's go hunt some dudes. Like, neither of these guys have any jurisdiction to do what they're about to do. Like, just rolling up in there, no badges, no cops, no law, no, no, even, not even the, the, like, pseudo, we're fine with it because you're wearing spandex type, type of situation. I've never liked the Punisher, by the way. But I'm like, there's always like this, like, like, like superhero, like, oh, we're kind of okay with this because this makes good comics. None of that. But I mean, it's like, <laughs> let's go up and shoot up some dudes. Yeah. It's like, if somebody, if somebody, like, you know, breaks into your house and take something and then you follow them to their house, break into their house and then like kill them for it. No. Right. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. It's not like, Oh, good job. You, you got them. And I mean, like granted, like, and you know, we see this like in a lot of different, you know, especially superhero medium, 
But it's like, oh, well, like off all of the henchmen. But then when you get to the bad guy, you just like, no, that's we got him. You don't have to go too far. And I'm like, you just killed 30 dudes. Like, but wait, but wait, but mean? wait, hold on. There, there is a clarification here because Barry uh, specifically says like he wounds a couple people. So I don't think he was shooting to kill. It's still wrong. They shouldn't be it's still, shooting these yeah. people and maiming them and all that kind of stuff. It, it's, it's I'm not, pretty sure you're now wanted for assault, Alan family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, that that's the thing is like their their crime is, is theft and like, you know, uh, trespassing in this particular instance because they broke into this uh, place they weren't supposed to be in and they're and they're stealing. Right. They're stealing stuff that they hid there. So like there's there's no punishment that I know of for 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 trespassing or for theft that involves you being shot by a police officer. <laughs> There's no judge who's going to be like, I sent a Jew to being shot in the thigh by a cop. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's right. Not, that's not or or by a former cop. Oh, like, that's yeah, the other thing. Yeah. Like, by a former cop here, often did st- <laughs> and a CSI agent, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. I wrote well, down in my show notes, I said, pretty sure Barry's dad should be wanted for uh, murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like. I know there there's there's a couple throwaway lines in there because you know it's it's 90s television. They didn't want it to be too violent, so they didn't have like blood packs and all this kind of stuff. Sure, yeah, everywhere. exactly. Yeah. But I'm, I'm pretty sure there are a couple throwaway lines indicating that that no one was actually killed. And when they were rounding right. up the guys, they're like, "We got to go get these other guys that I wounded." And it's <laughs> like I was. It is. Exp- it is but no. I, okay, fair enough. I mean, like it's one of those things. Henry Allen assaulted a couple of people, and Barry technically all just like shot up and assaulted a bunch of dudes this week. Last week we were talking about how Wonder Woman raped a dude. So you know, superhero <laughs> stuff. Like what? Just like, superhero things. Yeah. Just yeah. superhero things. <laughs> like it was. It was interesting. Like you know, you could see the vengeance boiling up in Barry, and the the direction I. I thought they were going to go with this is like you know barry he he's got he's this you know this guy's trying to kill his dad so he's very angry about it and the vengeance is rising and like you know that's understandable right that's relatable this guy's trying to kill your father you want to do something about it sure but w- yeah the way i expected him to handle that was to like get composed while they're going over there and then figure out a way to use his powers in secret from his dad to incapacitate these people in a way that doesn't involve him you know hurting like yeah batmaning them basically you know like i mean like you're a super like you literally have superpowers like it's it's not even like self-defense at this point when you have the ability to stop time and grab the bullets out of the air like that's not like anyway yeah yeah (laughs) which we saw him do last episode he he stopped a bullet and grabbed it out of the air like that's you know like that's 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 the thing it's you know batman's the guy who who beats the crap out of people and but that's fine because he's um uh human that that's it because he's human, right? And humans have fists. Yeah, I, I so guess that's but okay. <laughs> I that I was kind of disappointed by that. Like I expected Henry's dad to do that, sure, but like you know, I thought Barry would have gotten to the place, realized he was over, you know, overreacting or something like that, and then used his powers to subdue these people in a way that didn't involve him, like you know, assaulting them and breaking the law and doing all this other kind right. of stuff. Um, because well and i mean like you know even in the modern times we've talked about this like grant gustin's flash has certainly like held people without due pro like he's kidnapped people he has people in his basement yeah yeah <laughs> Do you know what i mean like this is i mean like this is something that we see it's not like it was of the era like like there is still like this i mean even arrow we had a whole body count for arrow in season one and this was the exact type of situation he would roll up on some people off some dudes and then get to the bad guy and be like no this is too far it's like uh you just <laughs> killed like 20 dudes yeah, like, a, what are you talking about one episode about? where he killed like 30 something people to get to the bad guy yeah and then, and then yeah it's like you belong in prison but like all those other guys out there with families and like all this kind of stuff they they, right. they deserve to die right. <laughs> 
like you, the big bad. Like, <laughs> this this guy. Like, Where's my dad? Yeah, this, it's like I, you know, I, I'm just a guy, right? Like maybe I'm a vet, and like I've fallen on hard times, and the, and this like shady dude comes up to me, and he's like, "Hey, look, there's this really powerful guy in town, and he wants people with military experience to guard his compound." And then, well, and 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 you know, me being the guy desperate for work, I'm like, "Okay, I'm not going to ask questions about this. I don't know that it's Razal Ghoul's headquarters or whatever. You know, right. I'm just a guy. Right. I'm doing a job. I'm protecting this guy's property. And then some psychopath with a bow and arrow jumps over the fence, and I'm like, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> and now I'm dead. <laughs> and now I'm dead. And, and, and now I'm dead. Right. Yeah. And then meanwhile, my yeah, boss, who's, that's, that's, who's like literal scum of the earth, the worst guy in existence, goes to prison. <laughs> but me, right, a combat veteran who's fallen on hard times. And breaks out. And breaks out, of yeah, course. Because yeah. like, that's the thing. And has another couple of adventures yeah. before he breaks out of prison yet again. And then, and then is redeemed, maybe, yeah. possibly, probably. You know, I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm just over here trying to make a living in a, in a really rough economy. As 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 a vet with PTSD and stuff, and then some psychopath with bow and arrow just 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 shoots me willy nilly. But yeah, I expected more from Barry. That's all I'm gonna mm. say. This is why you will never see a henchman like television show or movie. It would last one up. Ep- it wouldn't even last an episode. I mean, I think that'd be great. I know it'd be great, but I mean, like, all right, uh, you got a job, okay? Uh, interview process went through, okay, okay, and now you're on the job, all right? Uh, don't worry, he's a he's he's a hero, so you know uh, you'll probably get an eye and you're dead. No, no, no. Picture this. Picture this. This is great. Every episode, we focus on a different henchman. <laughs> okay. It's, it's the henchman's <laughs> day. It's it's the day that he's killed by the hero, right? Right, right, right. So it's, it's you know, him waking up. And, so, you know, sometimes there are scumbags, right? Like, you know, a guy wakes up and he, like, knocks off a liquor store, steals a candy bar from a baby. In that episode, you're like, yeah, that guy gets killed. Oh, my. And then, you know, there's some episodes where the guy wakes up, you know, he, he kisses his wife. And then, like, you know, he he says goodbye to his daughter before leaving for the day on this new right, assignment. He's like, this is the last time. I just need one more, more one one more paycheck and then and then we can go straight i can send my kid to college yeah i can leave this 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 life behind me that i hate so much right and i'm i'm doing this for my family i know it's wrong and it's bad and it's like him going through his day and then he's like you know this is it my shift's almost up and then bam arrow shows up and puts a you know <laughs> <laughs> like right between the eyes yeah exactly right between the eyes yeah and those are the episodes <laughs> where you're like Oh man! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that'd that, be great. That's the thing. Arrow got so much flack for that, but like in this episode, I mean, I mean, as you say, there was kind of comments of like I wounded some people with bullets that I shot at them yeah. with this gun I yeah. have, even though I'm the Flash. Like I permanently maimed Barry. Come on. Yeah, I, right. I permanently maimed and disfigured four people so that I could stop this one guy who I then, <sighs> you know, proceed to put back in prison. Like, I'm sorry. I will never be okay with metahumans using guns. I'm just, I'm, I have a big problem with that. Like, I really, I have a big enough problem with the, with like the, you know, uh, uh, like characters like the Punisher in general because it's like, you know. Anyway, there's a that's a whole other conversation. But regardless, like, no, look, you you have the power of the speed of light at which you can move. You don't need a gun, Barry. You you can find a you can literally find you you don't even have to find a better way. It's just there. It's just there. Yeah, and, and even you don't have to find it. Even at this point in the Flash's career on this show, on the '90s show, he still runs 600 miles an hour. Like, yeah. You know, that's yeah, you way more than enough to to in that small area to like take out all those dudes. In a way that still doesn't, you know, tell his father who he is and, and doesn't well, end up. Well, but see, yeah. Listen, here's what it comes down to. 
it's symbolic, right? Like, and that's the thing. This is why we don't, we're having some fun here, but like, we're not supposed to overthink any of this. Like it's, it's symbolic for the fact that Barry is being able to kind of connect with his dad, like old school meets new school. And even though he's the flash, he's kind of stepping to his level so that they can kind of step in unison. And it's this father son bonding moment. Yeah, assaulting people, but it's this father son bond bonding moment that they that they share, and it is kind of this moment in which Barry Allen and the Flash are both seen in his father's eyes in kind of this new way, uh, and there is kind of this deep connection there. Now, I I, I got to mention, man, we we gotta um we gotta make mention of Tina because of course there is a, a uh, kind of a brief Tina scene in this where. For one thing, we learned she's enough of a golf enthusiast to uh, connect with uh, Henry, or at least distract Henry for a brief moment. And uh, uh, Tina, um, so I know he, I know Julio says like, "Oh, it's a date," and Barry's like, "Ah, it's not a date," but it, it's definitely a date. And so, is Iris gone? Like, are we just like, are we ever going to hear her again? Um, I think she was given the treatment of the little kid in the Brady Bunch who goes upstairs and never comes back down. Right up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. I think she, I she got, she got the upstairs treatment. I, I, I don't know that we're ever going to see Iris again. I think, like, or any kind of reference. I mean, I could be wrong, but it doesn't seem so. Yeah, yeah. I guess they broke up in off Screenville, which is fine. Well, they, they were taking a break in, to begin with. We were on a break. I've been watching but- Friends on HBO Max. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> No more tangents. Too many tangents this episode. Yes. Okay, yes well, this is, yeah, I think so you're right. This, I is, think. this isn't a tangent, though. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not a woman, clearly, so I don't know. Um, um, Wait, what? I know. Right? Bell, That's shocking. What? It's shocking. But um, I don't like so I, I don't I don't know. I don't know the woman's perspective on this. But um, as a guy, I've probably done this numerous times. But like, you know, when you go out with someone in in your mind, you're just going to go hang out, but you're doing it in like, you know, a just you and her kind of scenario uh, where you're going to dinner and you're going to a movie or you're, or you're doing those things. At what point is it a date? Because Barry seems to like, is he, he's like, no, we're not dating. It's like, you're, 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 you're dating here. Come on, man. Like you're, you're dating Tina. Own yeah, up to it. I mean, like we all know what's going on. I mean, like it's that whole, like, do you think he's saying that, because it, it doesn't seem like he has a problem with Tina. It's, it might be more the fact that like, he, because he's on a break, he's trying to kind of like, like soft, uh, soft play this. Right. I mean, I guess I, yeah, but he needs to make up his mind and Tina's being very generous to him for putting up with his BS. <laughs> well, I mean like for, you know, for, from her standpoint, this is like, this is fantastic, right? Like he's this living like scientific specimen that actually has these meta, you know, these meta human abilities, um, obviously there's, there's kind of a tie to star labs. She's in on the secret. There's always something about having a secret. That's just kind of fun. That always just kind of like bonds you with somebody like, well, you know, I'm not even going to get into that right now, but yeah, you know, there's always, there's like, you know, I, I'll, I'll give a theoretical. Let's say that you play, um, uh, you play video games with friends, right? You're all on the same, like, like video game server. And like some of you have a secret amongst yourselves where you go out killing people. And that's a secret, and it's kind of fun for you to have until people start figuring it out. And once people figure out what's going on, then it's not as much of a secret. And maybe you don't have that same kind of bond. Who knows? One way or the other, you go into Iron Heights, and that, my friends, is a Flashcraft reference. And so I apologize if you haven't been uh, checking out Flashcraft, but I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, Flash TV Talks YouTube channel for more information. Um, yes. So, Bell, any other thoughts about this episode? I don't know. Yeah. You know, again, it was one of those episodes that felt kind of like a whole. <laughs> a whole continuous story, a whole continuous storgy. That's what I almost said. Um, a storgy. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like a, a self-contained story um, where, you know, 
everything uh, with, with, with really good character moments. You know, there 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 weren't any flash villains that I saw in there, and, and again, I think that's because they're trying to ease people into it uh, and not give them something way too outlandish at the beginning because they wanted you know broader appeal to a broader audiences. And this definitely had that. You got the character moment with the dad. I think everybody can kind of relate to that sort of stuff. At least people uh, watching it uh, in the nineties. Um, you know, and so, yeah, I, I felt like it was a good episode. I felt like it worked. Um, and overall I enjoyed it. Like I, I was yeah. completely disappointed in Barry and I mean, I expected his dad to be like, you know, a rotten, like, I'm just going to shoot people kind of cop, but like I expected more from Barry. You so kids like, with your science. I don't care about your science. My friend is dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you kids with your laws and, and your, <laughs> not even laws. It was like. It was like, uh, you know, we found the knife, the kind of knife the guy was like, I don't care about the knife. Go out there and punch some people and they'll like, tell you what happens. Yeah, it's like, yeah, let's just, you know, let's just invoke violence to to, to get what we want. And I, I expected more from Barry and I, we're probably not going to get any sort of like, you know, rebound or backlash from that. Um, but no, I mean, like, again, no moment. disrespect to no disrespect to our boys in blue we have great respect for uh, for our, our law enforcement our, our, our solid good quality law enforcement officers but when you hear about the bad apples Henry Allen is the embodiment of the bad apples right and so you I expect I mean, yeah like, I expected more from Barry in that regard but um, you know it, it, it made it work for this for this scene and for that moment so yeah that's right yeah yeah all right man well good stuff I like I said I think this was probably one of my favorite episodes I know we had a lot of fun this this one kind of you know, jabbing a little bit here and there, but like, honestly, because of those character moments, it really did, I think, make for a really quality episode and one that was really enjoyable. Um, you know, I, I, I look forward to kind of continuing on with the series. We had kind of a little break here over the last few weeks with, uh, you know, the holiday season and then also with the, the Wonder Woman film. But uh, yeah, we're going to be diving back into the classic 90s series and we will be giving away a, another box set uh, or another digital box set of the uh, the Flash 90s series. So if you would like to enter to win that, uh, all you have to do is become one of our patrons. And by the way, shout out to our amazing patrons because without them, there would not be this show. Uh, Patreon.com slash TV Talk is how to uh, support the show. And by doing so, you also gain access to our Discord where you can talk spoilery stuff, whatever stuff, direct access. It's like text message. You ever want our numbers? Discord's like the next best thing. So do that. Head over to patreon.com slash TV talk and, uh, and find out more there. You can also keep up with us throughout the week. I'm at the real Bo York. Bell is at ring that bell. I spell my name B E A U. He spells his name B E A L L. We make it complicated because that's the way our parents made us. And by the way, if that sounds confusing to you, it's because it's the panel to screen outro and not the flash TV talk outro. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's that kind of day. It's that kind of day. And so that's how we're doing it. Uh, it yeah, it's Wednesday, by the way. Just yeah. in case. I don't know. What, I, this episode's probably going to come out on a Saturday or Sunday. I don't know what Saturday or Sunday looks like. But for reference, this is Wednesday. Probably should have mentioned that at the top of the show. Regardless, hope you enjoyed it. Because you know what? We all need a little break here and there. And if that's not what going back and revisiting The Flash is, then I don't know what it is. But <laughs> it's certainly fun to do so with you, Ben. And I appreciate you. And I appreciate all of our wonderful listeners. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys as well. Don't worry. We'll be back in a flash. <laughs> <laughs> And scene.
I just remember what I was thinking of earlier, man, in terms of like the songs that you think of the things, but you, nobody can know, like know the actual words. It's yeah. the, um, um, uh, in my hands, in my hands again, blee, blah, blee, blah, in my hands, in my hands, blah, blah, blee, blah. I think that's fuel, maybe. Maybe in my hands, you know, he's got a, he's got a nice <laughs> yarl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there's that? another one though. There's another one. What's, um, what's yeah, the other one? I, I'm so, uh, for, well, th- th- this is for me personally. I don't know if this it impacts anybody else, but like, you know, that song is like, and I miss you. Yeah. Like the, like the uh, deserts miss the rain. The you know, rain. Like, like the deserts miss yeah. the rain. Right. Yeah. I thought it was like the devil's mysteries for. What? Decades. That's a you I, thing. Nobody thought that. Come I know. On, I really? know. I know. That's. I, I. I prefaced that. I said this was a me thing. Like I remember. Like we. We were like. Um. Gosh. We're, I was with some friends. Um. Um. You know, Micah and Steve from MC. I think you know them. Uh. Yeah. I mean, the names sound familiar. Sure. Yeah. This was years ago. We were. We were like out. Uh. Like on a camping trip or something like that. And I don't know how the song came up, but like I was like, you know, they said, and I said like like the devil's mysteries, and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? I was like, that's that's. <laughs> Is that not the lyric? They're like, no, it's like the deserts miss the rain. And I was like, oh, I have this issue with song lyrics. I can see that. No, that, that's yeah. legitimate. Yeah. Like I have this issue with song lyrics where like I hear things. Maybe my hearing's not so good. I don't know. But like I hear things and instead of me like asking someone to repeat themselves or listening to it again, my right. brain just like writes over whatever I thought it was and just says, okay, that's it. Like, well, it's kind of like the here we are now entertain us <laughs> like like we've all done that right like that's a thing yeah yeah and like I, I i'll go through a fast food place and i'll say my order and they'll repeat it back to me and i'll go yep and then forget what i ordered and so i don't know if they repeated back to me what was right and my brain just overrode it because i don't know like it's yeah and so I was like, I don't remember ordering any of this. And I look at it and like, I, I didn't, it's not even my order, but I didn't bother checking it or, right. you know, even remembering what I ordered. So my brain's weird. That's all I'm trying to say. That was a great thing about Into the Spider-Verse too, is like how Miles was like listening to the Sunflower song, but he didn't know all the words. So he was like, <laughs> I was like, that is the most human moment I think I've ever seen in a movie. And it's a cartoon. Like, like bravo like that was fantastic <laughs> yeah that was really good that that they did that well I, I that resonated with me because we as humans can't understand music and i think if that if that doesn't unite us in this time of of uh disunity uh but that's actually can? not true humans have an what? innate ability to understand um uh to understand music well lyrics is what i guess what i'm really well, saying. Ly- lyrics yes but like it's blah, really blah, blah, uh, yeah i i saw this really neat thing where it's like they uh uh there's this guy he he like basically studies uh uh humans in in their history with music i'm it's probably not exactly what his field is i don't know but like he, he took he took a uh he took some audience uh people right he took one up uh he took two two of them up audience goes, okay, people okay keep going yeah because it's like a <laughs> ted talk yeah, audience uh, whatever words right no it's fine it it's don't fine. matter Nothing matters. Uh, <laughs> he goes, okay, I, w- I, w- I want you to hum this note. Ah. Uh. Hmm. And then the guy goes, ah. Uh. The next guy is like, okay, hum this note. Ah. Uh. And the guy's like, ah. Uh. And then like he got the audience to go, what's the next note? And they all hit it right. Like, because we have oh, an understanding of, of like octaves and things like that and musical scales, like an innate understanding of it. You could be like not musical at all and you could still know what the next note in the scale is because of how our brains huh. are wired and how our brains work with music. It's really, really, really interesting. All that said, 
I still misremember song lyrics and um, all this weird stuff. And also, I, I apparently like part of my brain lives in another dimension where Wheel of Fortune and Leap of Faith are lyrics in the Lion King song. No, that's a dimension I want to live in. Maybe that's maybe that's because we're definitely in the darkest timeline right now. Maybe that's like part of the lightest timeline coming through. I don't the, know the dimension where we all live in. Like that's that's like the that's the timeline we were never on, but the one where we all live in the music dimension. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like the the sound of that. All right, so we're all gonna. All right, let's 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 all close our eyes. We're all gonna go to bed tonight. Let's all meet up in the music dimension. It's it's right next to the gin dimension. Which, by the way, this episode from my part <laughs> was, was sponsored brought to by, you by was sponsored <laughs> by gin beef eater gin. I don't know what beef they're eating, but that that cow was drunk. <laughs> Bye everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>